0: Hello and welcome back to They Don't Make Up Like They Used To, your one stop movie nostalgia shop looking at movies that were made before the 1970s. This week once again I've been walking around the wards of St. Mary's Hospital on the Isle of Wight, coming into the hospital and speaking to people around there, asking mainly two questions. Number 1. Tell me the story of the first time you ever went to the cinema and what is the favourite movie that you've ever seen? Hoping I don't get answers where people just go, well, I don't really know, I haven't really seen some of this, because that isn't really helpful. But thankfully, I found a lot of you people in in the hospital who are willing to talk my ear off. So many that this week, we'll be walking through a backlog of your film stories. With me, as always, wading through your collective filmic goodness, are Sean and Joe. So, first up this week is Jill, who I met in a lift. Uh, and I pushed, her, I pushed her, her wheelchair up that really, really long corridor in the hospital. And then I just refused to leave before she told me her favourite movie. And this is what she said.
1: What stuck with me was The Sting with Paul Newman and Robert Redford. That was, I would say, the best film I've ever seen. There was a twist at the end. And it kept you on tenterhooks all the way through. And then there was a twist at the end. So I won't give the game away in case you haven't seen it. <laughs> um, I think we went to the cinema to see it. Um, I saw it too, I think, with my husband. Yeah. No, it was good. And at the end, I remember, because of the twist at the end, and Robert Redford. Ooh. And it, everybody. <laughs> And at the end, (laughs)
2: everybody
1: everybody clapped. I've never seen that in the cinema before because, you know, you normally just get up and walk out. But it was brilliant. Everybody clapped, yeah, because it was such a good ending. (laughs)
0: Yes, uh, that was Scott Joplin playing the entertainer and uh, oh another rank Time song i can't remember what it's called um, from the sting so guys the sting what do you think what do you yeah. think about that choice uh,
2: uh, yeah the sting this was this was a great movie um it was uh, popular with everybody i think and uh, on the uh, robert redford and uh, Paul Newman, good combination after Sun- Butch and Sundance, another great movie.
3: Which uh, do
4: you prefer? Do you prefer Butch Cassidy or do you prefer The Sting?
2: Um I really really liked The Sting actually. Yeah, it was just, just for a feel good. I mean they were both good movies, but um I think for uh, just for entertainment The Sting was uh, was great and Robert Shaw, I I've always liked Robert Shaw. I mean when they you know when they <laughs> pull the stunt which the lady was talking about it's uh, yeah. I think it was it was it was a a great twist.
4: There's a real a real sense of uh, everyone's behind them all throughout yeah, the film, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so you want to you want to see it come off. You want to you want to see them some, succeed. And uh, there's a, a great sort of a great it's a great film to see in the cinema. I would have thought a really good community feeling.
2: Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and there's uh, each time they did a did a con, there was like a, a little the whatever this like a know. title card yeah the yeah. title, title card, card of what yeah. w- when they were going to do yeah. do the sting yeah so yeah yeah great movie and uh, I, everybody i know i think says they enjoy that, yeah. that that movie
0: i just love the bit of the interview where we're talking to her. she goes on Yeah, i tell you
2: this is going off on one tangent i am sure <clears throat> i saw uh, um i saw a film called moneyball with Brad Pitt. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. he looked. I've never. If you ever get a chance, that was it, intentional, wasn't it? He looks like Robert Redford, yeah. and I wouldn't surprise me if there's some something there because he looks just like just
0: the an image of Robert Redford well you yeah, reckon uh, well, Robert Redford is actually Brad Pitt's dad that's yeah, so what I was going to say yeah but I didn't <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want anybody coming in
2: to yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: God, we're have that's a, a possibility we're going to have Mr. Pitt on the phone to you like Mr. Pitt Senior going what the what do you know <laughs> <I don't... laughs> Robert Redford just
4: nodding
2: yeah the resemblance <laughs> was so good <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. but, but back to the sting uh, Joe I'm sure you well, loved this the movie the sting too. was
4: actually quite a it's got quite a special place in my heart, really, because uh, when I was quite young, um, it was one of the first older films that I'd ever seen that I, I walked away from thinking, wow, that's absolutely fantastic, really, a really magical experience. Um, when you're young, you start getting into older films if you know if, if people direct you towards them, and there's always this feeling in the back of your mind that it's an older film, it's not going to be as good. you know. But that was one of the, the first ones. It was that and Real Window, I think, that, that really showed me that actually, no, they're not... They're they're better. They're actually better than the films that you that you'd see these days. Um, and to just put some trust in it, uh, stick with the film, and 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 you'll be rewarded. And that was one of the, the times when, when I found that out as a youngster. Oh, no,
2: that's funny. Just one point. I know, um, I've got a friend uh, lives in St. Helens, and every time I see him, I hum the Entertainer. You know, every time I I see him, I go do 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 do, and he says to me, "Why do you always? Every time you see me, you hum the Entertainer? Do you think I'm some sort of <laughs> clown or I'm something?" Some sort of con man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't mean to. It's purely unintentional. But,
0: <laughs> but the, you speak about the music there because obviously it was music. Um, all, all the music is ragtime mm-hmm. by Scott Joplin, then like sort of rearranged by Marvin Hamlish. And it's, there's something, when you were talking about the film, like you're just on their side the whole way, even though they're con men and they're essentially crooks, you want them to succeed. And I think the music has a huge part to play in that because it just gives you this kind of like, hey, it's going to be a good time, we're going to have a good time together kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, It's it's a little bit seedy, but at the same time a lot of fun.
4: Sticks in your head, real catchy. (laughs) Yeah, there's a real sparkling kind of, a sparkling wit to the film, isn't there? Where where it's sort of knowing and, and everyone feels like they're in on
2: it i love it I think it's
0: yeah Great uh, film. The, the thing that, okay talking about the twist which uh i'm gonna do my best not to not to mention or anything like that but what i find really funny about the about this thing is that it's just such a famous film and it's just such like you know a classic con man thing that you've seen a lot of there's been there have been tv shows nowadays that have paid its homage so I know Hustle did one episode that was essentially The Sting. Mm. It was like The Hustle, The Sting. Well, That's and what you've got to live
4: up to, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I know.
0: And, and, the, and the, the thing is, <clears throat> and, um, there was another, there's an American show called White Collar that did an episode that was The Sting. <laughs> <laughs> that Everything right down to the twist of the head was exactly the same. And a friend of mine had heard about The Sting. I went to watch it. And ended up walking out so disappointed because she'd seen Hustle beforehand. And if you've seen the episode of Hustle, you know exactly what's, what's going coming. to happen in this thing. If you've seen the episode of White Collar Safety, you know exactly what's going to happen. So it's kind of... It always makes me wish that these guys and their enthusiasm for the film, when they were playing homage, they'd done something a little bit different rather um, than just give you exactly the, same, the, twist. the, the mm. same thing that's never going to live up to the original. So, but So if you've seen all episodes of Hustle, or if you've seen... Um, this particular episode of White Collar, it has to do with like a betting thing and all that kind of stuff. The sting might, well, the twist at the end of the sting might be ruined for you because I'd seen those beforehand but I still thought it was a great film. I still thought it was something about the chemistry between Robert Redford and Paul Newman just so like because it's a different one to the one in Butch, das- Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid yeah it's a different kind of chemistry because it's this one he's Paul Newman's like playing an older character and he's kind of like treating Robert Redford as the young whippersnapper on the new on the scene and all that but it's still it's still just sort of twinkles and flies along
2: it does yeah yeah good combination all-round I think
0: Yeah.
4: <clears throat> and 40 years after being nominated for an Oscar, Robert Redford's still the number one at the it's cinema, at the box office, oh. isn't he? Is
0: it, yeah, he's yeah. number one at the he's moment. In Captain America? I was what? telling somebody the other day, I was like, yeah, Captain America. They were like, who's in it? Then I was like, oh, Chris Evans. First of all, they thought I was talking about the other Chris Evans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the guy with the glasses. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. no. It wouldn't and, work as Captain America. And right I was like, I was, a, I was like Samuel L. Jackson. <clears throat> they were like, okay. And they said, Robert Redford. Like, Robert Redford? Yeah. Him? Yeah. He's in a superhero. I'm like, yep, still going strong all these years later. Yeah. And that, wouldn't it be cool if each time he showed up on screen just said doo, 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 <laughs>
2: do 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 <laughs> That would be that do, would do, be cool. Do, do, yeah. Do, do,
0: do, do. yeah. <laughs> okay, so the sting. I think um suppose supposed to say Jill, great choice. You chose a you chose a cracker there. We totally agree with you, the sting, don't make them like that anymore. Even when they try even when they try very hard they just end up giving you exactly the same thing which isn't as good as the past you hear that hustle you hear that white collar not as good as this stink and now going into our next bit which is it's that time of week people so every week for the last couple of weeks joe has been coming up with clues that lead you towards well, it's always been a legend so far. I think, Joe, we might have a couple of people cl- cl- clamoring for a female legend sometime soon. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, they've, all, they've all been men with big chins. They have but, been,
4: actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say? <laughs>
0: okay, and so, Joe, you want to give us your first clue.
4: Okay, right. Week? Clue number one, here we go. This screen legend was considered for the role of Maggie the cat in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Uh, the role that eventually went to Elizabeth Taylor. So I think uh, we may have got our wish this week. Oh, a woman, nice. Uh, So originally considered for the role of Maggie the Cat in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, which went to Elizabeth Taylor, and originally considered for the role of Sarah in Guys and Dolls a few years earlier, the one that Gene Simmons ended up doing. Oh. So what sort of uh, leading ladies could, could have possibly filled those roles? had Elizabeth Taylor and Gene Simmons uh, not done it.
0: At this stage, I have, I have one name in my head. I have one
2: name in my head,
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> I have one name in my head. Uh, n- not based on fact, just based on who I think would be good in both those roles.
4: <laughs> so, Robert Redford.
0: <laughs> 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 totally, he was pretty enough. Uh, okay, cool. So, Joe's going to give us no, more clues as we go along, and we'll reveal the answer towards the end of the show. But now, we shall carry on going around the hospital to other people I met. And next up is Lynn, who I met in the Friends of St. Mary's shop while while we were chatting about movies and things like that. She told me something which got me a little bit worried, and this was what she said.
5: I I suppose um, Mamma Mia, that's a happy film. Um, uh, And then there's the Dirty Dancing, and, and yeah.
0: That, yep, Dirty Dancing. She mentioned that. And when she said that, I was sat there going, oh, dear, what's she going to say next? Am I in trouble here? Uh, thankfully, she went on and she spoke about this.
5: My name is Lynn, <laughs> and I work for the Friends of St. Mary's in the shop.
0: So, Lynn, could you just tell me, um, if you can remember, the story of the first time you ever went to a cinema?
5: Oh, oh I think it was. Um, it was a really old film, just after the war, and it was... Lilacs in the Spring and it, I thought it was going to be a really nice happy film but it was a war film and I hated it every minute so that was that. I went to Brixton um, yeah with 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 my mother yeah and I, I was about seven. It was frightening for me because I suppose being so close to the end of the war it was in sort of early 50s I thought it, it was awful because i can still sort of hear people being frightened about the bombing and everything so yeah whereas i thought it was going to be a lovely love story
0: Absolutely beautiful yeah I think it's and that's absolutely beautiful it's an Ivan Novello song which is called lilacs in the spring which I think this film was actually named after because that's um, the song was written before the film and I don't think the song actually appears in the film but I couldn't actually find a song that was in the film for some weird reason I think it's it's just a bit old and it's actually very very hard to find anything on the film however I must admit that I am a little bit disappointed that the soundtrack to this movie did not include Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton singing Lilacs in the spring, that is what we are. (laughs) But that's just me. That's just me. Each time I saw it, it just comes to my mind. So so as I said, I tried desperately to find this film, to watch it before we did the show, and I just couldn't find it. I couldn't find the film, and... um, uh, But anyway, Joe, I think, Joe, you used your extremely savvy internet skills. I did. (laughs) And you actually found this film.
4: Yeah, this is a film I saw a long, 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 long time ago when going through a bit of an Errol Flynn uh, catch-up stage. Oh, yeah? Um, And it's also a film, yeah, like you say, I managed to uh, get a copy of it uh, off the internet through various means. (laughs)
0: Um,
4: And yes, you're right, it's very, very hard to come by. Um, But it's... It's a good one. It's it's interesting. It's really? got a really distinct visual style to it. <laughs> it's got a lot of um, it's sort of split between black and white and colour. Uh, it starts off in black and white for quite a long time, and then there's these colour sequences, and they're vibrant, just like we were talking about with yeah, yeah. the. Uh, I think it's Errol Flynn, he seems to bring the colour with him, depending on what, what era. What was this, 1950 something was it?
0: Was this it? was just after the Second World War. Well, wow, yeah. yeah, this was in the 50s. And 1950, I think. And, and
4: I don't know, the, 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 the greens, there's the scene where they're having a picnic and the green is, is, is almost pum- uh, punching you in the eye, it's so, it's so <laughs> colourful um mm. but yeah it's it's, I, a, it's a nice film i think
2: it flopped in uh i think it flopped both sides of the atlantic i don't think it did particularly well yeah, at they, the movies yeah, I,
0: think, I think they changed the name in america they to, did yeah what, was it let's meet up or
4: something? let's meet up yeah let's something meet up. Of let's oh, meet i knew yes. it was something i was That's saying right, earlier you did, you did you said it had a, a different title in america yeah
2: yeah yeah um and i think also um i'm getting a bit of feedback i think this is the first film when Stephen Boyd you remember we talked about um, Ben Hur last week and yep, Stephen yep, yep. Boyd this was his first film and I think there's one scene in particular where he's at a swimming pool with um, Errol Flynn sort of sat there and he's saying so what about this this girl you know and he goes oh well she's, uh, she's after someone else and I think it's, it's, it's really really romantic and it's a bit historical as well I yeah. think there's characters of like
0: because from from what I've seen about it it's about it's about a choice that um a dancer has to make between two two um sort of like two men. Two
2: men, that's it. Yeah, yeah it's two, choices. Yeah, two choices. Mm. I
0: can't remember was it like they were both in the army and one was in the war uh,
2: that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I th- I think one's you uh, oh, Yeah, it was uh it up. Okay, yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. Yeah,
4: just carry on, just carry. Yeah, just
2: carry on, okay. So um yeah, I think yeah, yeah, she has to make the choice.
4: How old was Stephen Boyd when that because uh, was this before Ben Hur or was this after Ben Hur? Uh, this was
2: before Ben Hur. This was. was his first. Yeah, yeah yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah.
4: He looks really young in, in this. <laughs> he looks a lot younger than one year younger than Ben Hur. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> the makeup guys were working really hard, but.
2: Uh. But I think everybody said that that Errol Flynn was so nice on the set and. Uh, and an eagle is it yeah. she'd, she'd heard all these horrible horrible rumors about him that he was a real and she said he was the most perfect perfect gentleman yeah. and all these things he'd heard about yeah. about Errol Flynn drunk drunk <laughs> this said totally totally professional well, well, all really the pr- really well, nice the
0: practical jokes that he liked to play yeah, yeah 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 and yeah stuff like that. his obsession with his Anatomy sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah but it's apparently he only, he only did the film because um he owed the studio because he he'd got them to invest in a film that had flopped. So, Is that William
2: William Tell? Yeah, yeah, the William Tell film, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. the
0: William Tell project that he wanted to do, and that had flopped, and so he had to do this one for them. And but apparently, it seems to have worked out quite well. And was her name Anna Neagles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because she was like a big, she was a West End star and everything, and
4: so yeah, appeared yeah. in a lot of British films. Um, there's a film which uh, I tried. I made the mistake of asking my mum a long time ago. Uh, say any film that you remember and I'll, I'll get it for you as a present. This was, this was about 15 or 10 years ago. 10 or <laughs> years ago. And she said, there's a film oh, called No Time for Tears.
2: No Time for Tears. Eh? And I said,
4: yeah, no problem. Leave it with me. <laughs> I, managed, I finally managed to track down a copy of this movie uh, last year. I gave it to her for her birthday and that had Anne Neagle in it and Sylvia Sims and it was uh, set in a uh, Children's Hospital. It was sort of like a propaganda film. Yeah. But yeah, those are the sorts of films that she, she appeared in.
0: Yeah, it's, It seems like she she seems to have been almost like a generations Julie Andrews or something like that, because she it seems like there's all this stuff that you hear about that she did. But it's it's hard to find it. <laughs> it's really hard to find it now. But OK, yeah. I've got two questions for you. So, Sean, you've seen this film as well, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Long time, long, long, long time ago.
0: All right. Cool. In the in the interview, Lynn was talking about how depressing this film was because it was like. a. So is it as depressing as Lynn remembers? Um.
2: I don't think it was I wouldn't call it depressing um I don't, I mean yeah perhaps for the time uh, it took yeah, place and if someone's fresh in the memory <clears throat> maybe maybe and if someone was particularly young Mm-hmm. That might have brought back thoughts, perhaps. So, yeah.
4: particularly when they're playing with yeah. colour and it's actually it looks, you know, at some points like it's a nice, soft, quaint film, and you're actually, it's dealing with that sort of subject matter. It might have been.
2: It might have been a bit scary, uh, perhaps, yeah. for younger. Maybe, maybe it might be worth watching again. That might be, uh, yeah, yeah.
4: You know.
0: Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Lynn, I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll come, we'll come find you in the St Mary's, sh- friend of St Mary's shop. We'll get you a nice new copy of this, and we'll watch <laughs> it again and see whether it's actually as bad as you remember, or maybe, <laughs> maybe yes, maybe some things do get better with age, and maybe some things do get better with time and number two the words Errol Flynn and musical I'm not sure whether he did many of them I mean Sean you're you're a big Errol Flynn oh fan. yeah
2: big Errol Flynn fan um, have you
0: seen him in many musicals
2: uh no no he did sing in this and his, his voice is not too bad
0: that was going Could to be, be my like, question what yeah. was his singing like
2: uh yeah it, it wasn't too bad in fact it was really it was um surprisingly good i would say really
4: well, he held his own i think if you just heard him singing you wouldn't necessarily know it was errol Flynn. no that's true um, but which is which is a good thing because it does sound like it like a, someone that can sing mm. <laughs> was that were we listening to it at lunchtime today yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, yeah yeah. that was really good that was yeah, yeah. that was impressive that was impressive
0: <clears throat> but it's it's funny how when you start digging and you start looking at like as a show like this looking at things in the past A couple of weeks ago, we played Paint Your Wagon, which was Clint Eastwood and Lee Marvin, the hard men of cinema, singing about, like, you know, gold (laughs) and everything like that and being all jaunty and stuff. And you're thinking, what on earth? And now, Errol Flynn, Robin Hood, Swashbuckler, Captain Blood, singing.
4: (laughs) Singing in a movie. What will be next? Russell Crowe?
0: Russell.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'm,
0: I'm holding out for the Vin Diesel. And Jason Statham Jason musical. musical <laughs> that'd be cool, wouldn't it? And, and, and the guy the
2: guy who played the rock, what's his name? I always forget
4: his name. Dwayne. Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Just call him Stick the them rock. all together. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, the thing is not, he I actually think could pull it off. Because you think he could, yeah? Well, because he keeps surprising me. I keep thinking he can't do things, but he keeps doing things. Yeah. He still
4: has a career in Hollywood. I'm still shocked <laughs> on a daily basis by that.
0: Yeah, and it's because he's actually good. Yeah, he's not that bad. He's <laughs> not that bad. He's quite watchable. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So, Lilacs of the Spring. Uh, we Lynn, as I said, we'll find it for you and see if it's actually as bad as you remember or not. But now we have... Joe's second clue.
4: Okay. So we know that this particular screen legend was considered for roles in both Cat on a Hot Tin Roof and Guys and Dolls back in the uh, mid to late 50s. But even more impressive is that this screen legend was the very first actress to ever appear on a postage stamp. And there's a really nice little bit of trivia about that, which I'll tell you at the end uh, when we reveal who it is. Um, But, yeah, for now, all you need to know is that this was the very first actress to ever appear on a postage stamp.
0: The trivia isn't that men started licking the wrong side, is it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't
4: know how to answer that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is interesting. This is a postage stamp. Because I'm thinking postage stamp. That wasn't like a big thing in America, so this star might not have been American.
2: Hmm. I'm still gonna stick with my first thought, but
0: okay. Okay. I'm. am I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for some yeah, more light to sure. be thrown on this by the third. I'm just gonna.
4: I'm just gonna sit here and do the, the Dwayne Johnson eyebrow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can you smell what Joe is cooking?
5: <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> okay.
0: Cool. All right. So that's it with. Joe's clues until the next one, anyway. And now, before we made it into the hospital, before, because the first couple of weeks we did this show, there was a norovirus going on in the hospital, and we were not allowed to go in there and interview people. And we, uh, so before we went into the hospital and we ended up with more movie options that we know what to do with, we had a section of the show called Exception to the Rule, where one of us, usually Sean, would pick a movie that was made after the 70s, but is good by the standards of any time period. So, what we have this week, as I was going around speaking to people, they did mention a couple of movies that were made after, after the 1970s. And we have a couple of movies for your consideration, Sean. Cool. So, we're going to play their opinions about the movies. We're going to talk about them. And then after, show, after that, Sean, you will tell us whether you would have picked them yourself. So, essentially, you are going to be judging these people, telling them whether they're stupid or not. <laughs> <laughs> so... First up, first up is uh, somebody who we had on the show last week, and uh, we brought her back again this week. So if you just listen to this, please.
6: So My name's Katie, and I'm a volunteer for the Isle of Wight National Autistic Society. And I'm raising money for the Across the Board Surf School, which is an opportunity for people with autism to surf on the Isle of Wight and it's um, been discovered that children with autism enjoy surfing, they seem to respond really well to being on the water and having that experience. So I run a club throughout the summer from May to August. Um, We run three sessions a day, once a month, and then we have four in August. So um, for the kids to come down, and some adults as well we've got that come down and they surf, and we're there to support them and because we understand the needs that they face. And um, that's basically what I'm raising money for today by having the cake sale. Uh, I really enjoyed Rain Man, obviously, because the autism connection. I thought that was really quite a powerful film. And uh, Dustin Hoffman's performance in it was incredible. And I think that's the first... And it's whenever people talk to me about autism now, they always say, is your son like Rain Man? And I think... It did a that film did an awful lot for the of raising the awareness of autism as a condition because most people hadn't heard of it before that time. So no, not all kids are like Rain Man. They don't all have super amazing memories and facts and figures. A lot of them do, and I know a lot of them um, on the island that that are like that. But they're not all super um, brain power experts on on things. But they yeah i think it was a powerful film in terms of what it the awareness that it raised and that film must be 20 easily 20 years uh, yeah um, and still people talk about that so i think that's is a really powerful film has that effect on people still after about 20 years that it still has that awareness for autism i think that's pretty positive really yeah so i say that was my favorite film My grandma my grandma by the fire. My grandma to your grandma, gonna set your fire on fire. To you
0: Yes, and that was Iko Iko by the Bell Stars from the soundtrack of Rain Man. So, people, Rain Man, once again, Dustin Huffman, friend of the show. Friend of the show always friend, turns up. Friend of Dustin. the show keeps turning up. You can't keep him away no matter what you do. It's
4: because he's good in everything.
0: <laughs> okay, Rain Man. So, yeah, Katie was talking about that. What do you guys think?
2: I I think, yeah, um, good choice there, Katie. Excellent choice. Um, There are some moments in it. That, that, um, I mean, I know there's the famous card counting bit when they go to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. But the bit I particularly like, there's a bit where they, they're going to fly. And he oh, goes, yeah. Qantas, Qantas, we've got to go Qantas, because, mm. you know, if, uh, and um, I think, I mean, Tom Cruise, it's funny, I find Tom Cruise, he's good in some movies, but I, I, I thought he was pretty good in this one. Yeah. I like Tom Cruise yeah. in this. He was acting. He was <laughs> acting in this one, yeah. But the, perhaps, perhaps a bit of dusting was um, rubbing off on him. Perhaps, maybe. perhaps
4: there was some dusting dusting
0: off. Oh, good. Oh, I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, it's so uh, But I think it's it's actually quite funny. There's something about Tom Cruise that really lends itself to a self-centred yuppie. Yeah. Old. <laughs> selfish. Selfish, selfish yeah. brother who doesn't who only cares about this the uh, who only cares about his brother because he thinks. This is good. This is his key to an inheritance, kind of thing. So there's something about that, and so that bit I think was kind of like it seems like a doddle for Tom Cruise to play at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's the transformation. Exactly. Through, yeah, that that. Where by the end of the film, you actually believe that. Hang on, yeah, this guy's actually gone through something. This yeah. guy's he actually, actually feels something. Yeah, now. he's he's found a heart. Yeah, yeah. So That's say. it. Yeah, yeah. So for that, I think yeah, I think oh, yeah, Tom Cruise is probably one of his best performances. But, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, it's uh, uh, and I think it was probably um, when people I mean, I know autism was around, but I think it made people more aware of autism. Oh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure of it. And I mean, there's quite a few films that have been made. I mean, was um, there was one with Bruce Willis, I can
4: that yeah, with Bruce Willis and Alec Baldwin, Mercury Rising.
2: Mercury Rising, oh, yeah, yeah. Mercury, that was about that was... The, the chap could read the jigsaw. It's yeah. a really good film, actually, that's a top film. It doesn't film, get yet.
0: mentioned
4: often enough, I don't think. I think it's quite good,
2: yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. What, what about you know, the movie Shine shine Mm. with the one that jeffrey rush won. Mm. i think yeah 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 was that about was that about autism or was that something else i think
2: that was more um asperger's i think which was yeah which was yeah but i mean i mean with 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 autism talking about autism um and some fabulous work is done um where we work we've got a um arc it's called and um there is different different degrees there's lots of different degrees um and like uh the lady said, um, "Not everybody can name all the all the winners of no. the the grand, uh, grand National." So
0: like, not not everybody with autism has can, that sort of like that, magic mm, kind of brain
2: brain, brain power. Yeah, th- they work in different ways. I mean, some do. There was there was one chap called Ben, lovely lovely young lad called Ben, really nervous, mm. n- never used to say anything. But if he was to say, oh, who won the Grand Prix in 1955?" he could know it like that. <laughs> and he was what maybe. Fourteen, fifteen, and he said, "Oh yeah, that was um, whoever it was." (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and you could name, and you could just say, "Yeah," and he could name it like that. So I think perhaps if they focus on something, um, yeah. So, but but you must do some really really good work. Excellent.
0: So um, with that, I think and also obviously Dustin Hoffman with his performance. I think it's one of those performances that once you watch it, you kind of think. Okay, everybody, just go home now. He's winning the Oscar this year. Yeah, yeah.
6: <laughs> <So Yep.
0: laughs> it, uh, it's, it's, I think yeah. it, it reminds uh, me a little bit of like uh, when Colin Firth did the King's Speech. It was kind of like, yeah, yep, yeah, just go home, everybody. Just, don't just, just get y- get your face ready to say. Well, it was nice to have been considered because he's gonna win it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was um, as I say. So that that was a great choice, I think. Yeah, I'd have to agree that that was was an exception to the rule.
4: I think so. I think Barry Levinson makes lots of films like that. Actually, he's a bit of a bit of a classy director, really. Yeah, yeah. I think Good Morning Vietnam. It's a bit of a bit of an old old fashioned film, isn't it? <laughs>
2: I, I enjoyed Good Morning Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I thought it that could was, have come um, from an yeah.
4: earlier time, couldn't it? Yeah, could have.
0: So, so Barry Barry Levinson, old school to the soul. Yeah,
4: I yeah, know, yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So so just so we can make it official, Sean, would that have bit Would you have picked that as an exception to the rule? Yeah,
2: that that could be an exception to the rule.
0: Okay. All right. Cool. And now it is time for Joe's third clue. Right.
4: Okay. So aside from being the very first actress to appear on a postage stamp, uh, this. Particular legend had quite an interesting outlook on herself. I'm gonna give you a quote from her. She said, Fairy tales tell imaginary stories. Me, I'm a living person, I exist. If the story of my life as a real woman were to be told one day, people would at last discover the real being that I am.
2: Blow <laughs> <laughs> me.
3: I think,
4: I think there's quite a lot of quite a lot of the uh, Quite a lot that can be taken from the, the opening part of that. Fairy tales tell imaginary stories. Me, I'm a living person. I exist. So focus on that part, I would say. What's what uh, ah. sort of a legend might have said something along well, those lines?
0: Talking about fairy tales. Hmm. This isn't the. Sounds like Snow White come to life.
4: I'm saying nothing. <laughs> fairy tales.
0: Okay. All right. Okay, we're going to have to go on. We're going to have to move on before. We can't We can't just sit here. Imagine imagine how boring it would oh, be yeah, a radio yeah, yeah. show if we just sat down here going, ooh, that? <laughs> <laughs> for ah, ah, like 10 minutes, well, everybody else is there. Just your chin scratching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I grew my stubble specially for it. Okay, <laughs> can you hear that? Can you hear that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, next up, I'm, I ran into Mike in Colwell Ward. And he's quite a bit younger than our regular contributors. And as such, he had an interesting... He had. I had a very interesting chat with him, um, that flies in the face of conventional movie wisdom. So, I'm and guys. I mean, with this, I mean, feel free to just sort of like, as he's speaking, say what you think. I'm prepared. <laughs> I'm prepared. Holding onto the table. <laughs> You're prepared for this. Okay, cool. So this is Mike in Colwell Ward, and this is what he said.
3: First film I saw a cinema was Star Wars Episode One. Uh, what was that called? Uh, the Phantom Menace, and that was for my birthday and it, that was awesome just uh it, it was the first ti- yeah first time I'd it been w- and my parents had hyped it up for me it was brilliant turned up still dressed up slightly dressing gown because you know had to look like a Jedi Yeah. and uh it was just brilliant and so that was really my first trip still go m- off as quick often as I can love that film what, what do you
0: remember most about
3: that film? Uh, Jar Jar Binks by far i I. I still, like, mimic him <laughs> in some ways, so it's like, he's just crazy, the, t- the long tongue, big ears, constantly falling over things, that's just me. Wow. <laughs> it really is, I just fall into everything, trying to see me get out of bed earlier. I'd watched all the originals before, so all right. uh, I, l- I had uh, VCRs at home of them, which was, I can't find those anymore, which is a shame, I need to get myself some. But I love those films <laughs> just the Star Wars films in general or just some of my favourites Okay, Why I'm, are you guys I'm laughing?
0: Sorry,
2: Why saying, are you
3: guys laughing sorry. so much?
0: It's Joe's face. It's Joe's face. At, just, how much did you pay him? It's, it's just, it's just I was in the absolute shock of Joe's face <laughs> when he heard Star Wars Episode One. I know only that that guy, that Mike said that the best thing about Star Wars Episode One was Jar Jar Binks. Wow,
4: Mike, that is that I mean, is brave words. What's, what's the what is the young man's name?
0: His name is Mike. His name is Mike. Mike, Mike,
4: brave words, Mike. I mean, that's that's commendable. Well done.
0: The thing is that he survived. He survived, so obviously. People haven't killed him for saying this.
4: No, no. Well, I, I was laughing, but I was laughing in admiration rather than anything else because I have to say, although I'm quite a bit older than Mike, I imagine, it wasn't the first film I saw in the cinema, by any means, but I, I definitely did see it in the cinema as a fairly young uh, fairly young boy and I loved it.
3: All right. I actually loved it at the time.
4: I, I have to say, it was everything I could have wanted at that time as a, what was I, 10 or 11 or something like
2: that? Yeah, I I, I can imagine that was great. I, um, I, I didn't see it, um, until it had been out a little while and oh, everybody yeah. all those die hard fans that love all the stuff they were going oh disappointment oh <laughs> disappointment <laughs> oh disappointment when I finally did get to see it I think I was expecting uh, and, and I actually quite enjoyed it and I think yeah. it gets a bit of a bad press for myself so yeah. I don't think it's that bad and Joe can do the Gungan oh, General. No. You've got oh, to you... do the Gungan General. Oh, you... you must do this. I'm sorry, Joe, I but did... you must do the Gungan General. Okay, okay.
4: Oh. We're burning daylight here. Come on, do the junk Gungan the... General. Do you want Jar Jar or do you want the boss? No, the boss. The, the boss. boss. Oh, it's basically it's Brian Blessed. <laughs> you also cannot be here. <laughs> 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 so, so, okay, Star Wars Episode 1.
0: Star Wars oh, episode... No. Because I think. Conventional movie wisdom says, no, terrible, just yeah. like what you were saying, that not, not, that, not good enough. <laughs> and Mike is here coming in and he's just talking about, speaking at it in glowing terms about how much he loves this film and about how much this film so means to him and dressing up as a Jedi to go along to it. And, uh, well, anyway, I t- okay, I don't know. What movie do I want? I just, okay, one thing I'll say about Star Wars Episode 1, which I wish that they hadn't done, is I think that it was one of those films where the trailer ruined the movie. Like, I think one of the coolest bits of the film was Darth Maul.
4: Fighting with Obi Wan in Qui yeah. yeah.
0: Not even that, it's the scene where, there's, where these doors open, these massive bay doors open, and then he stands in there, and then he puts on his lightsaber, and you're thinking, oh my god, okay, there's gonna be a fight. And then he, he goes the again, and side. then the other side <laughs> it. And uh, that bit, they put it in the trailer. Yeah. And it ruined it because. Uh, because I'm thinking that if I hadn't seen the trailer and I'd gone to see that film that would have been like my, in my top 10 movie moments of all time
4: that was quite a moment
0: a dude shows up with a double double-edged lightsaber and the
4: fight that follows is, is still one of the best lightsaber jewels in any of the films oh, I think yeah, the yes, choreography is. is superb I
0: think I think the problem with the film is that it has all these lovely little bits but holding it together is a, is, is a little bit of a problem
4: but I mean as Mike said when he came out he was he was high as a, high as a kite I mean he was absolutely loving it and that's what happened in 1977 with the original people, kids came out and everyone loved it. Yeah, it, it's got
0: something, right? At least. I, I do have to say, I do think that the original stand up to scrutiny are a little bit better than Episode One does.
4: Well, wouldn't have no one seen the original original since George Lucas buried them somewhere. Well, he keeps releasing revised versions, he doesn't very, he?
0: Well, I actually saw. Uh, he was talking about VCRs. I actually, my friend had um, the three of them. So the first time I saw them was the original ones. Yeah. Uh, before any notes I've, I've got them on
4: VHS somewhere. Yeah. I have. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Um, so Sean, quickly. Would this have been one that you would have picked for... Exception
4: to the rule. <laughs> to the rule. Um,
0: be brutal. Be, be brutal. Uh, prob- probably not an
2: exception to the rule. Um, <laughs> but it's still, I, I enjoyed it more than, than what a lot of people...
0: Okay. Alright, cool. Okay, so his next one, I think, that might have a bit, a little bit of a more favourable response. This is what he said next.
3: My abs- absolute favourite film was Blade Runner. Ooh, okay. Good, cool. Redeemed. Oh, just- <laughs> that film. So good. The music in it. And the lighting and things like that, it's just, oh. Every time I hear, like, the soundtrack to it, it's like goosebumps, and I'm like, I need to watch that now. It's my dad's favourite film, and he infor- unfortunately has passed that, that bias on to me as well. I can't, i it's just my favourite film. The, the soundtrack to it, it's just captivating. It's like, oh. The, and as you've got the music, and then you see the flames coming out of the spires, as the cars flying, to the police cars flying in, at the beginning, you just got that, like, it just sums everything up. It's, like, so futuristic, and yet still based on Earth, which is quite nice. Oh, it's so good.
4: I've seen these new people hmm.
2: Attack ships on fire off the shore of Orion.
4: I watched TV's Glittering in the dark in 10,000. People.
0: Yes, Tears in the Rain, that classic, classic scene from Blade Runner, um, scored by Vangelis, who you might remember from Chariots of Fire. Anyway, so, people, Blade Runner.
4: Wow, well, Mike redeemed himself was, that was, for that one, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <My laughs> goodness me, that was... A, that, that was a great call. That's yeah, an absolute masterpiece. It's an absolute masterpiece.
2: Really, fun. really. And and the um, voiceover on that piece of music. Oh. I, 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 funnily enough, I asked Joe to... Um, Quote that to me, because he knew it verbatim. He knew it word for word, and he was actually mouthing it as 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 the words were coming. It's it's such a great scene. That scene really makes you think, and the whole film's excellent, really.
0: Yeah, and that's dialogue that, if Rutger Howe is to be believed, he made up.
4: Yeah, apparently. Seriously? Yeah.
2: Apparently. Oh, I didn't, I didn't Except know that one. It wasn't in
0: the original script. He ad-libbed it. Wow,
2: that's that's something. That's something, isn't it? Yeah. But I, what I remember is the the the, the guy who used to make the well, the guy who invented the um, yeah, the a replicants. famous actor, the replicants, yeah. Um, and he made two little toys. I remember he was in in a house and he he made some little roboty type people, some yeah. real small friends he because he was, was him, quite lonely. lonely. Yeah. yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> it was just a uh, great call.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think it's I, one of the things I love about the fact is that Mike he said a lot about the atmosphere and just like you know what you saw and it, and it's this fusion where you have this sort of old school film noir thing because yeah. this this film just about missed our window of the films it's, I think it was an eighty two movie mm. so it was just out of the seventies but it has this old school stuff sort of like almost like you know Humphrey Bogart like you know when he's doing like a Maltese Falcon thing of yeah. Deckard being this sort of gumshoe walking around but it's a futuristic movie and when he's he talked about it being futuristic but set on earth mm. the fact that in that in that piece of music that we played, you just hear the rain yeah like I think that in the film it's constantly raining Pretty it never much. stops raining yeah and it's of uh, yeah great and it's
4: futuristic and yet you can go down to Chinatown and get some noodles i mean that's the sort of realism that yeah. that you get from it you don't you don't ever think wow this is this is fantastical or you know unbelievable it does feel like it's set on a grounded kind of Grotty, grimy, futuristic Earth. And,
0: and, yeah, forget yeah. futuristic. That might just have been prophetic. Yeah. But it's yeah. like China. You get China's just oh, going to take over everything. Completely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> completely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Moving on. Oh, we... we could talk about this for ages. We we've been Blade Runner. Yeah. I know, huge. I know, I know. We could talk about it for ages. Uh, we have that whole problem of us running out of time yeah. again. Oh, we could, yeah. could
2: yeah. we could revisit it sometime, perhaps. Yeah, so yeah, I'm sure okay. it'll pop up again. Yeah. A bit I'm like I'm uh, Dustin to... Hoffman.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm beginning to think that there's some things we might need to. Talk about next week <laughs> as always as always there's just too much good stuff out there and there's too much good stuff to be said about stuff that isn't that good anyway <laughs> all right cool but now we have joe's final clue right
4: okay uh i think this one uh deliberately made this one a little bit more uh, i'm not gonna say easy but you'll probably get it from this if you're gonna get it at all Uh, This is the final clue, is it?
0: Yep, final clue. Okay.
4: This screen legend appeared in three Hitchcock films. She appeared in three Hitchcock films uh, and she said, Mr. Hitchcock taught me everything about cinema. It was thanks to him that I understood that murder scenes should be shot like love scenes and love scenes like murder
0: scenes. Okay, okay. And she
4: would know, having uh, been directed by him three times.
0: Okay, the person who I thought for the last three clues has just gone out the window has just been unceremoniously kicked out of my head and has been replaced with somebody else it's all coming together now it's all coming Yeah, together. you've got yeah. it have you? yeah. what do you reckon Sean um, you
2: oh, I don't know it's just it's throw me I, I, I struggle with Joe's clues um, <laughs> I'm going to have to go it's really good he always throws me I think I've got it and then he throws me one at the last it's um, but I should know this because obviously he likes Hitchcock stuff doesn't he okay. um, the only person I can think of uh, Hitchcock films um, I'm going to have to go for um, I don't know Janet Lee:
0: Okay, okay. And I I am going to have to go for Grace Kelly. Grace Ooh. Kelly.:
2: Yeah, I, I did think of Grace Kelly. That was my I, I was thinking Vivian Lee, Vivian Lee, and then I was thinking, Grace Kelly, and then I think so. Um, was um, Grace Kelly in three movies?
0: I, I don't know about that. I know she was in some Hitchcock, mm. but also the fairy tale thing. The feral because she went up and she got married and became a princess in monaco and everything like that oh, so of course of course the logical scary. brain worked <laughs> it
5: out
4: how clever is that it's, nice call. it's so good to sit here and watch youtube me
0: me me. brilliant, me. <laughs> <It's> brilliant. <laughs> especially seen as we're not counting but i'm we're tied at yeah, two or yeah but no one's you, counting you, you could go into the lead here
4: <laughs> right well uh they were also the 42nd actress to receive an Academy Award, if that makes it any easier. And she won it for the film, The Country Girl. So, uh, shall I uh, tell you the answer? Yeah, put me yeah, out of my ahead, misery. Well, the answer is... Grace Kelly.
0: Yes! <laughs> oh, yes! And that is... Uh, hang on a second, let me get this right. That is for me... Uh, and unfortunately for Sean, for you, it's... Uh,
4: oh, <laughs> never mind
0: let this one play out <laughs> oh good stuff good. honestly I was thinking Shirley McLean right. right up until the last clue
4: it, really yeah right I was mm. thinking Shirley
0: McLean right up to the last clue that was it. Well, the,
4: the interesting trivia with the stamp was that uh, the, the stamps were released in the United States and in uh, Monaco at the same time obviously she was the princess of Monaco yeah
0: um,
4: however United States law said that no postage stamp could have anyone uh, that was the, the foreign head of another state. So, on the United States uh, state stamp, they actually just called her Grace Kelly. Whereas in Monaco, they actually called her Princess Grace. <laughs> so, they took away the princess bit for the American stamp. So
0: okay, because so, so she's still one of ours.
4: So, she was still, yeah. That was 1993 that she appeared on that stamp. The first actress ever.
0: Okay, cool. Um, guys, we have like three minutes. And I don't think that's enough time to give a final, um, a final consideration for exception to the rule. Much air. So we're going to put that on to next week. Mm. That was, and it was the best exotic Marigold Hotel. Ah, okay. Which, Hang on to that. Yeah, which, which well, I'm happy with this because it gives me time to watch the film. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to, I got it on Amazon Prime and I keep trying to watch the film and I keep like, oh, no, oh, something else come up. No, 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 it's, no, a, no.
4: It's, a, it's a good one. It's yeah, a good
0: one. Actually got to go make money, that kind of stuff. All right, but we have a little bit of time to actually have a, a bit of a Blade Runner. Love it, love it.
4: Oh, okay. Well, before you, I was just going to say, can you get the three films that Grace Kelly starred in with Hitchcock films? Do do you, can you get it between? You?
0: No,
2: I'm not. A, to, I'm not a
4: major Hitchcock.
2: Fan.
0: Was, she, was she in To Catch a Thief?
4: She was in To Catch a Thief.
0: Oh, good lord! Was there another Cary Grant one that she was in? No. Uh, well. Um, okay. Okay. Vertigo. No. No. Who was that? Rear window. That was that Kim Novak.
4: Uh, uh, ooh, uh, yes, yes.
0: Okay, Kim Novak was Vertigo. Yep. Yeah, Rear window was Grace. Rear
4: window. Rear window was Grace Kelly. To catch a thief was Grace Kelly. And North by Northwest was North.
0: Eva Mary's Saints. Yeah. It's going to be one of those ones like Compulsion or something like that.
4: It uh, it featured a telephone very heavily.
0: Oh, of course, dial in for murder. There go. Of oh,
5: <laughs> course. Murder, yeah. Come
4: on. I produced oh, a wow. stage version of that. We, wa- <laughs> we watched
0: the film for reference. Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, you watched that one rather than the Michael Douglas one, did you? Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you could, if, 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 in case you just didn't pick that up. Mm. <laughs> in case you didn't yeah. pick that up. I got the, I got the, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so we have, we have about, okay, guys, about... Uh 60-odd 60... 60 like, seconds. 60-odd seconds. We could talk
2: about movies that were on, uh, uh, perhaps on at the moment. Okay, cool. What, yeah. movies? what movies have you seen? Um, the uh, Spider-Man's obviously the big one. Yeah. Um, What did you think about Joe, we, we went to see this together. Joe loved it. I thought it was great. I it was. It had
4: its faults, but I thought I, if you want to see Spider-Man yeah. on the big screen, that's, you know.
2: And and I'm not going to knock it because I enjoyed it. Okay. I, I enjoyed it, and it, it, it's really worth a watch. Um.
0: The, th- the thing I thought I, f- I thought was funny about that. I thought the most impressive move- bit of that movie was not one of the big special effects fight scenes. It was actually a small, intimate moment that made me think, "Oh, oh, okay, now these guys they're taking some risks here." Mm. Yeah, and it's. But besides that, I mean, it's cause especially after seeing Captain America, not not long before seeing it. That's oh, why Captain America is just so much better than Spider-Man. I, I, I
2: have to agree with you on that. I it's think, it's yeah. a better film. It's a better <laughs> film. But
4: as a cinema experience, I don't know. I, I, you can't beat a, a kid swinging through the city on, on webs.
0: And I'll tell you, I think that they did fix that, though. I mean, the, the bits where he's swinging through the city, you do just get this sense yeah. of... Yeah,
2: I, I enjoyed that
0: bit. Man, I wish I could do that. Yeah, really It would cool. be scary, but I wish I could do that. That sells me
4: in <laughs> a Spider-Man film every time. I'm a sucker for it. <laughs> I, yeah.
0: Uh, what, what else? What else? Oh, I, saw the, I saw The Raid 2. The Raid 2. Did you enjoy that? I, I thought it was a, it's a great film. It's brutal madness. Brutal yeah. It's brutal madness and not to be seen if you do not have a strong stomach.
2: As good as the first?
0: Ooh, that's a talk for another... I think it's a continuation of the story. Okay, now we have like seven seconds. So until then, um, uh, get bye well bye. soon. We love you. Listen to your doctors and remember they just don't make them like they used to.